0: It's the JT The Brick Show.
1: They get the snap ball. Hand off Jacobs. That's the first down of the big hole. 15-10.
0: Five. Touchdown, Raiders. Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Raiders bring a blitz. He is smothered. And brought down. Max Crosby came around for the sack. Your silver and black home to sound off for over 20 years. Shotgun snap to Stidham. Lobs here, corner for Adams. Makes the grab in the corner. Touchdown Raiders! An absolutely perfect pass, and Adams dragged his feet in the back left corner. And now, filling in for JT today is Harry Ruiz.
2: It's a beautiful afternoon in the Las Vegas Valley. I'm out here in Henderson, Nevada, right now 98 degrees. At 1 p.m. on a Thursday afternoon in August, I'll 100%... Take it. No practice today for the Raiders. No training camp action today on the field. But tomorrow they will be back. And you know, you've been in Vegas for a while. When you look at the maxes 106 or 108 and you're like, hey, it's not that bad. Once you go over those 110s, then it's when people will be like, all right, we need the AC pumping up to a crazy level right now. But for the moment. Enjoying this Vegas weather. Enjoying being here with you on the JT the Break Show Raider Nation Radio. Thank you so much to Leo Araguz, who we spoke to in the first hour. We heard quotes from Mad Max Crosby, who after being number. 59 in last year's top 100 list. This year, he cracked up the top 20. He's number 17 this year. And knowing that, man, he's going to want to be even higher. So look at what he's going to do this year because he wants to prove people what he can do, which is be one of the best players in the NFL. And heck, you heard his goal. You heard what he told me last month. He wants to be number one in the top 100 list in the future, also. In the top 20 for the Raiders, Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs. So good for these three fellas, three players representing the Silver and Black this year in the top 100 list. Let's hope there will be more in the following season because that means that this team did great. Let me get the accurate numbers from Tay. Devontae, number 13. Josh Jacobs, number 12. Max Crosby, number 17. That's pretty impressive for a team that ended up going 6 and 11. 6 and 11 and having 3 players in the top 20, that shows you that there is talent on this team. And when I'm talking about talent in media broadcasting, I always love calling up one of the people that I idolized growing up, one of the people that I used to watch on TV every Sunday night football, every Monday night football on ESPN Deportes, Raul Alegre, all the way from Austin, Texas. Raul, always a pleasure having you on here on the JT The Brick Show on Raider Nation Radio. How are you?
3: I'm very well, Harry. Thank you very much for the call and for the very kind introduction.
2: (laughs) Absolutely. Raul, training camp. How hard is it, especially for like a team like the Raiders that are, they're out here in the Las Vegas Valley with 100 plus degree weather? Well, you
3: have to be uh, very careful with with that kind of weather. You know what happened to Corey Stringer back in 2001. It, 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 you really, really have to basically restructure your your schedule. Usually, practices are going to be very early or late in the afternoon. Uh, you have to have hydration periods with you know, things didn't really have that many of uh, a long time ago. So, so yeah, it does impact uh, the way you structure the practices and what you can and cannot do.
2: Absolutely. Raul Alegre, a Super Bowl champion, of course, a kicker that is a legend for us Mexicans, but also for everybody around the world is somebody that people always keep their eye on. So talk to me, Raul. What do you see with the Raiders coming into the 2023 season?
3: Well, I see still a lot of things uh, in, in flaws. Uh, I have uh, uh, some concerns uh, about the defense, uh, about the the structure of the defense, the system that they play, the coach that they have, uh, the players in the especially in, in the secondary. I know they just signed Marcus Peters, and he's going to help. But but uh, I, I still feel that the defense has a ways a ways to go. Offense. You and I have spoken uh, several times before about the offensive line. I know they're returning uh, pretty much the the base uh, offensive line that they had a year ago, but uh, they need to play much better than they did. Obviously, the Josh Jacobs situation is huge. Uh, I mean, they have to resolve that one way or the other. My my guess is that uh, uh, Josh is going to, come back, I don't know, a week or two before the start of the season, he's not going to want to uh, go cold uh, in, into a regular season or do the thing that, you know, for example, Melvin Gordon, who held out four games in 2019 and didn't have a very good year and eventually was uh, uh, let go by by the Chargers or a Le'Veon, Ke- uh, Le'Veon Bell situation that really derailed a very, very... A Good career, but uh, he is a key piece of uh, the Raiders' office, as you well know, uh, Russian leader uh, a year ago. so there's still uh, quite quite a few things uh, up in the air uh, for the Raiders, but of course uh, it's only the second week of preseason, so they got they got some time.
2: Absolutely. Raul Alegre, Super Bowl champion in Super Bowls 21 and 25, second Team All Pro in 1983. Raul, when you look at Jimmy G, what do you think about him coming into the Silver and Black and being the first Raider starter from week one that isn't Derek Carr since 2014?
3: Well, first of all, he knows uh, Josh McDaniels. I mean, they worked together for two and a half years, two thousand and fourteen through the middle of, I believe, two thousand and sixteen, when he got traded to uh, to the Niners. Uh, so, so he knows uh, the offense. He knows uh, Josh. Uh, the offense is uh, more, I guess, uh, suited to his style than what uh, Derek Carr used to uh, be able to do. Uh, I'm not sure that it's going to be a better offense, uh, but uh, I feel that he's a a good fit for for what they want to do. Hopefully he'll stay healthy. That's been, I mean, Jimmy G has been a, a winner. I mean, he, I mean, I don't have the stats off the top of my head, but when, uh, he was uh, healthy. I think he won like 70% of his game, something around there. I, I mean, in the old-time list, he's there with uh, quarterbacks like Joe Montana. I mean, he has uh, that kind of uh, uh, success, but unfortunately for him, he has a tendency to, to be injured. And that's when uh, this is where the offensive line is going to play uh, a key part. I mean, whether to Helping protect it, uh, perhaps the, the this type of offense uh, with the safety valves, uh, which they're famous for, the short passes uh, might benefit hit him and and avoid the the injury uh, bug that he's had.
2: Absolutely, and yes, that's something that we've been seeing at training camp, which those short passes, the intermediate passes, but we've also been seeing those long bombs here and there to Devontae Adams, which is, I mean, when you have a guy like Devontae Adams on your team, Raul, that changes a lot for your offense, right? Uh,
3: Well, absolutely. I mean, Devontae Adams is... uh... You know, in, in the top, I mean, you 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 can make an argument that he's the best receiver in, in the NFL. You can make an argument for Justin Jefferson or Cooper Cobb or Jamar Chase, but those guys, uh, they are, you know, a step above the rest. Uh, so, so yeah, when you have somebody like Devante Adams, hopefully they'll be able to click. I mean, we saw a lot of. Uh, Really, really nice throws. To the, I remember that game against Kansas City that the Raiders almost won towards the end of, of, of the season. The, the long passes to Devante Adams, him getting behind the, the secondary. So so they, they, they'll definitely need to stretch the, the field so that those short and intermediate passes continue to be open.
2: Absolutely. Raul Alegre, former kicker in the NFL, two time Super Bowl champion, our guest here on Raider Nation Radio. Today's JT The Brick Show. Uh, let's go over to the defensive side of the ball. You put those question marks on them because it has been the case for the Raiders over the last decade, or heck, we can even say the last two decades, that mostly the defense has been the reason why they can't take that next step. But you look at one guy, number 98 on that defensive line, Max Crosby. What makes a guy like him go from being a fourth round? to now being a guy that should be an All-Pro in the NFL, that his peers voted him as the 17th best player in the NFL last year. What makes a guy like him? Because it's not only God-given talent, right?
3: Uh, it, it, it is desire. I mean, the guy is uh, 100% committed. He goes all out every play. I know it sounds like a cliche, but it, it, it doesn't really happen with, with a lot of players. Some players take some plays off, and you can see it on, on, on film. Mascoty does not. I mean, he's always uh, uh, given his hundred percent on on every single play. And besides, you know, the, the talent and uh, you know the you know his story. I think he has a wonderful story of self improvement, and I think that also reflects in the way he plays.
2: Absolutely, and of course, you're a special teams guy former kicker in the NFL how do the do the Raiders get so lucky going from pretty much having a tandem for over a decade like Shane Leckler and Sebastian Janikowski to now being at a spot where they have AJ Cole and Daniel Carlson who have been voted all pros and pro bowls and all that kind of designations which don't just happen uh, overnight because they're, they came into the Raiders, one is an undrafted free agent, one after being cut from Minnesota and right now they're two of the best in the league and they got extended because of that
3: well sometimes it happens like that i mean a player may not be a fit for whatever reason with a team i mean i was one example of that and then it, he finds the right situation with uh with another team be a special teams uh coach uh being the way they practice uh i mean tom mcmahon is, is is an excellent special teams coach and i think that has a lot to do with it and, and the fact that uh you know, um, McDaniel's. It comes from Belichick. Belichick comes from Purcell's, and they emphasize special teams uh, from uh, as one of the the team priorities. A lot of teams may not. Uh, you know, I'll give you Kansas City as an example. They did not have the best special teams uh, a year ago. I mean, they lost some games. Uh, and, uh, for, I mean, they lost to to the Colts because of special teams. Uh, yeah. But all the teams win because of special teams and the fact that these two players, uh, you know, as you said, one was a free agent, the other one found a niche. Uh, uh, Carson uh, uh, found a niche with uh, with the Raiders. It's it, it's, uh, it's very telling of the philosophy, the overall philosophy of the team. I mean, the, the football consists of three faces, and a lot of people forget about the special teams face of the game.
2: Absolutely. And of course, you got to have good special teams. And look, I love Daniel Carlson and AJ Cole. They're two of my favorite players on this squad. But I hope we don't see them as much. And I hope they ain't breaking records anymore, because that means that this team would be scoring more touchdowns and then not punting as much. Raul, it's always a pleasure having you here on the JT the Brickshaw on Raider Nation Radio. Please tell the folks at home and in their cars and whenever they're listening to us where they can follow you on social media and, of course, the coverage that you do on Especialistas del Deporte. Uh,
3: social media, I am on the for, formerly known Twitter platform as uh, Alegre, Alegre's with two L's, and uh, on Instagram, R E Alegre. And you mentioned SpecialistasDeNeporte.com, that's a sports digital platform that that I created, and we do a lot of uh, content. It's in Spanish, but, uh, uh, you know, if you have uh, a phone, the, the phone can translate a lot of that stuff for you.
2: Absolutely. And Raul Alegre, if you want to talk football, this is a man that you follow because he knows what's going on. And his memory, it shocks me every time I talk to him because he'll bring up a game from 20 years ago like it was yesterday. So you want football? Follow Raul Alegre. Raul, thank you so much.
3: Take care, Harry. Always good uh, to visit with you.
2: It's always an honor for me to be able to talk with you, follow him on social media, a great follow. And of course, I always, like I was saying, I was like, I want more people covering the NFL in Spanish. He does a fantastic job covering the NFL in Spanish. Of course, here on Raider Nation Radio, we mostly focus on the Raiders because it's Raider Nation Radio, but he covers all... All Every team, every division, every conference, he does a fantastic job. I was just on one of his streams on his website not long ago where he had people talking about the AFC West. So it was me talking about the Raiders. He had somebody talking about the Chargers, the Chiefs, the Broncos, and we go a little bit back and forth talking about what we see from our team. So that's something fantastic from his end. And I love what he said right there about Jimmy G., the Josh Jacobs situations, we all know that, hey, it's not ideal, but at the same time, I'll say the Raiders are doing the right thing for the Raiders. Josh Jacobs is doing the right thing for Josh Jacobs. And at the end of the day, both will just intersect again and both will be at the same place, at the same time, Josh Jacobs playing for the Raiders, trying to get more uh, yardage, more touchdowns, more of a spotlight and keep doing his thing. And uh, Heck, to do better than last year, I think it's going to be very tough. But, hey, once Josh Jacobs takes the field, you know that's that's his obje- objective. He's a guy that he will say, he will talk on the field. That's the kind of players that you want to have. He will talk on the field, and he will do his best. Heck, 1,653 yards and 12 touchdowns. That's crazy. That's a number that, heck, he was the best in the NFL last year. Can he improve on that? I don't know. Will it be a different strategy on the field with second-year players, Zamir, Zamir and Britton, Zeus and the and the Bruin? Can they get involved more in the running game? We shall see. I was at practice on Wednesday. What day is today? Thursday. On Tuesday. And, heck, he ran over a defensive player, Zamir White, and everybody in the stands, you could just hear the ooh and the wows. And it's like, okay, you receive opportunities. You got to take advantage of them. And right now, Zamir White, he's pretty much the number one running back on this team without Josh Jacobs out on the field. It's like, if he ain't there, next man up. Let's see what he has. And he's opening eyes. That's for sure. Both with the fans in the stands and the folks in the building, in the coaching staff, and in the front office. They didn't pick him in the draft last year just for, you know what, and giggles. They know that they got a player in that building that they want to um, have him evolve into a potential all uh, starting running back. Or in the NFL of nowadays, you have multiple running backs. And when you have him out on the field, you don't look at him as a running back too. You just look at him as, hey, he's going to give us production just like Josh Jacobs. That's the ultimate goal, being able to just plug in a different player depending on the scenario, depending on the situation, and knowing that you have a baller in there. You have somebody that won't change the pace of the game in a negative way, but in a positive way, or keep it up-tempo the same way as the guy that was previously on the field with him. But Josh Jacobs, we're all waiting and seeing. Josina Anderson reported just the other day that the Raiders are willing to open, once again, negotiations. Let's remember, they can't agree into a long-term deal. It just has to be a one-year deal. The Giants, they got their deal done with Saquon Barkley. They put in $900,000 in incentives, added to the contract, and Saquon has been in there since day one. In my opinion, he put Josh in a very difficult situation. It would have been easier if both of them had held out and stood their grounds, and maybe you're able to make some change that way. But then, just for incentives, Saquon Barkley had a great year last year. And now for him to get each of those dollars in incentives, he pretty much has to surpass every stat that he had last season and for the Giants to make it into the playoffs again. That's tough. That's difficult. Now, Josh Jacobs, on the other hand, let's see if the Raiders get a deal done or they can just stay pat and, hey, Josh, if you want to play, the doors are wide open for you to come in. That's what I'm thinking right now in that situation. This weather right now, it's perfect to go out to a pool or one of those beach clubs out here in Las Vegas. And especially Trey's Beach Club right now at the Cromwell is popping on weekends because Remy Martin is inviting you every Sunday there in August for Carnival Latin Sundays. Remy Martin will be there providing free Remy 1738 samples. Enjoy the fun in the sun at one of the premier day clubs on the Strip while the live DJ plays your favorite Latin music. Remy Martin, team up for excellence. I promise you guys, they didn't put this read just because I'm Latino. They got those parties going on. I've been seeing them on social media and they are great. Let's go to a break, Raider Nation. We'll be right back. We talked football now for an hour and 20 minutes. Let's talk a little bit about football, about soccer. I was out there at the Barcelona Milan game on Tuesday. It was great, but I want to talk about the MLS and somebody that got to call a Lionel Messi game last night, Carlos Bajorquez from Tampa. We'll call him after the break. Back to the JT The Brick Show with today's
0: guest host,
2: Harry Ruiz. Still, Robert Taylor floats it towards Joseph Martinez. Settles Messi! It continues to go perfectly to the Inter Miami script. Another brace for Lionel Messi! Wait, you're telling me there's a script in the MLS too, not only in the NFL? Leo Messi keeps doing his thing with Inter Miami, scoring twice last night in their 3-1 win over Orlando City. Somebody that had the opportunity to call that game because it's his gig and he does a fantastic job at it is my guest at this time, Carlos Bojorquez, who he called in all the way from Florida. Carlos calls the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He calls the UFC Knights. He calls the Orlando City. Heck, I thought I ha- I was busy over here in Las Vegas. Carlos, how do you do it out there? Great talking with you. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs)
1: hey harry great to talk to you thank you for the introduction i appreciate that and honestly yeah fortunately thank god i'm i'm busy so that's good that's good
2: yeah, I saw your post from July when all the schedules were out, and you're like, "Okay, I got to figure out how to do all of this because you got UCF, you got the Orlando City, and right now Orlando City, uh, they they're keeping you busy with the MLS season." And how crazy was it that last night you got to call a Leo Messi game in the United States? It was
1: great. It was great. It's like, um, I mean. Uh, when you have in front of you, I mean, in your in your lineup, you have a, a player like Messi. I mean, he's definitely one of the best, maybe the best soccer player in the history of the sport. Um, he's definitely something amazing, professionally, personally, and I mean, in all aspects. Because you see how just one guy can make a big difference, not just in the team but also in the league. So that was that was a really really big impact. Uh, Ten years ago, we were all watching Messi playing in Barcelona, doing everything he wants, and now he's here. Uh, I mean, in the same field that we are, so close for every soccer game. And he's very, very grateful and thankful for you know for this is happening. Well, I mean, you don't expect that, like, these are things that just happen. And I was talking with a friend, I said it's curious because I'm gonna put on my resume that I called somebody. Box games for three years, and now I'm calling messy games. So it's not that bad, right?
2: (laughs) Two guys that are considered goats and goats in their sports. That's pretty impressive. Absolutely. Carlos Bojorque, Spanish play by play announcer for Orlando City, the Tampa Bay Bucks, and UCF. Uh, 17 years ago, was it 17 or 16 years ago, David Beckham arrived to the MLS, and a lot of people thought that the league would change, and it has grown definitely from back then to now, but how is Leo Messi arriving to the MLS going to change soccer to the, to a even bigger level?
1: It's a, it's a good question, uh, Harry, of course. Uh, I think the impact, I mean, before that, I have to say that soccer right now, worldwide is something much, much bigger than it used to be 16, 17 years ago. And also the accessibility that we have to watch games and to listen and and you know it's, it's more it's more global. Definitely, it's a globalization that we have. In the sport is not compare. We can't compare with seventeen years ago in that aspect, at as, as least. Um, the figure of Messi just winning the World Championship with Argentina. Also, I think it's something huge for the league because the passion that Argentinian team uh, create in every environment where the soccer is is also really big. Uh, for give you an example, Venezuela, the, the the country where I'm coming from, has never been in a World Cup soccer before. I've never been able to to achieve the the uh, spot in the World Cup. But there is a lot of people wearing the Argentine and jersey because it means a lot. Remembering Maradona and now making something similar with Messi. So it's something huge. But it's not only the player. And it's good that we you brought this this topic right now because now I think the challenge is for the league. The league needs to be on a high level to keep a player like Messi. For example, in the game yesterday, where uh, Messi uh, Miami bet Orlando three to one in the uh, Florida stadium, the referee performance was really, really, really bad. Oh, that and penalty is, like, on
2: Martinez! Ugh.
1: Yeah, that's when you say something like, "Okay, is the league ready for a high-profile player like this?" It's something to to think about. It. I think the league needs to start thinking about it because these kind of situations, you know, it's, it's a very tricky point, and they need to really consider what's happening in the league. It's not only bringing the player; it's now how the performance of the league going to be for the rest of the time that he's going to be here. And also, he's going to make things somebody else is thinking about coming to the MLS. Do I really need to go there? Do I have to do it? Is that something that I'm going to have the high prof- the high performance soccer that I'm expecting? And this is just a simple funny game, you know?
2: Yeah, no, I used to work full time with the USL championship team out here in Las Vegas, and now I just help them out here and there. The professional referee organization, which manages all the refs in MLS and USL and other organizations, they need to get their act together because it's embarrassing at times how referees just affect the outcomes of games. And fortunately, MLS, you guys got VAR. You look at USL championship, they don't. So, exactly, okay. exactly,
1: exactly, exactly. That's that's a good point. Yeah, you're right. A good point,
2: yeah? So hopefully <laughs> that changes. So we spoke Messi, we spoke Orlando City, we spoke about this. Uh, let me ask you, Leaks Cup, what do you think about the tournament? Because some folks in Mexico are interested or Messi pretty much brought even more excitement to this tournament. I don't think if Messi were in the tournament, it would have the same attention. Heck, I know I got oh, no, Apple TV. It, no. I know definitely, I got Apple TV no. because of it, so... Let me know, what, what's the League's Cup, and do you think it's, a, it's going to be a tournament that changes? I mean, this is the first year with every MLS team and every League MX team.
1: Uh, it's an interesting format. It's an interesting format. And I think it's good that Mexico and the U.S. get together and also bring, like, Canada or maybe some other country get together and make the soccer more powerful in America. I think that's something that is coming, is happening America's Cup is happening next year. Then the World Cup is coming in 2026. The Confederations Cup is going to be in 2025. So it's interesting because it's not a secret that Mexico soccer is really powerful uh, for so many reasons. In the U.S., it's not as much powerful as we would love to be. But I think if these two big monsters get together as much as they can, they are growing together, and they are making all soccer around much, much bigger. And is the only way, if you think in marketing aspect, to fight against Europe? Is I think that's the only way to do it. Honestly, I don't think there is other way. You can go over Premier League or uh, Italian A series. I don't think a Bundesliga. I don't think it's something that is going to happen in all the leagues here in this side of the world are getting, working together. I don't think, if we don't do it that way, I don't think it's going to happen.
2: Yeah, especially with Mexican teams not playing Copa Libertadores or Copa Sudamericana. It's like, hey, figure out other ways to do so. And they're doing it right now. Carlos Bojorquez, Spanish play-by-play announcer for Orlando City with MLS, uh, Buccaneers in the NFL, UCF in the college level. Let's talk a a little bit about NFL and the Buccaneers. It's a new era. It's a new time out there in Tampa Bay after those three years with Tom Brady. What's next for the Bucs, Carlos? Uh, I think the next thing is figure out
1: who is going to be the quarterback. It's the first thing, the first step.
2: <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. It's the most important guy let's on the field, move, right?
1: Let's move baby step, step by step. <laughs> the first one is going to be figured out who is going to be the quarterback. Uh, I think it's a really fair competition right now. Kyle Trucks is doing really well in the training camp. Actually, uh, the numbers and are right now in the side of, of Kyle Trax. Um Baker Murphy of course he's a more um, uh, he has more experience of in the league and uh, he has been in multiple teams right now and he's trying to uh, bring his career back. He's fighting really hard as well. But for example, you see the interceptions during the training camp already. Uh, Baker Murphy have five and Kyle draft only one, and they are actually taking the same number of snaps
2: per oh, wow.
1: training session. So it's something to think about it, but I think that Canale is the new offensive coordinator. is trying to make it as much fair as possible, especially because if we uh, remember this guy, he bring back the uh, Gina Smith career last year with Seattle. So that's you know something to consider about it, and it's good. He's moving forward. The box knows that Tom Brady's gone, and everything went down, and everybody's trying to you know, get together and keep the momentum. Of course, it's not going to happen without Brady. Uh, I think the most important thing for the Bucs this year is bringing back a good defense. If we bring back a good defense uh, unit, that is going to... Because the best time... I know that the franchise of the Bucs is a loser franchise in the history of the NFL, but if you see... Those little spots that Bucks have um, winning Super Bowl in 20, 2002 and 2020, uh, you see the defense always was something that was the, the strongest, um, uh, let's say, the, strong, the strongest leg of the team when the team has been successful is the defense. So I think if they focus on that, Todd Bowles now needs to get back uh, more for his nature that was a defense coordinator before. If you focus a little bit more on that, I think something good could happen, especially because the the south in the in the national league is not everybody is rebuilding all the teams are rebuilding carolina atlanta, everybody's rebuilding, so uh, same as well, so everybody has a chance right now, especially in the south, everybody has a chance
2: and you know one team's gonna end up in the playoffs a divisional champ, so hey, you never know it might happen, and you exactly. know what. Tampa, you guys got two of my favorite players. Mike Evans and Shaq Barrett, they're two of my favorite players in the league. I met them out here in Vegas during the Pro Bowl in uh, 2021 Pro Bowl, and they're great guys, so I'm like, hey, I hope they do well. It's going to be tough without Brady now, but, hey, you never know.
1: You never know. Remember Keith Goblin as well, number 14. So yep. the Bucks have maybe one of the best uh, couple of wide receivers in the entire league with Mike Damons and Chris Globe. So let's
2: see. You guys got a good squad. Now we got to see them play for the first time in a while without Tom Brady. And hey, we I still haven't received the script for the twenty twenty three season, so I don't know how it's gonna go. Carlos tell folks where they can follow you on social media to keep up with you.
1: Uh Aroba yo soy Carlos Borges. It's Y O Carlos B S Boy O H O R Q U E Z. I know my last name is very complicated, but trust me, even in, back in my country, it was complicated, so no worries. It's not easy, <laughs> <fácil>, Carlos. You
2: <laughs> keep it easy. If you speak Spanish, go, go to school and speak and learn more Spanish, and it'll be very easy for you. Carlos, <laughs> muchas gracias. Thank you so much for jumping on the air here today with me on the JT The Brick Show.
1: El placer, es mío, Ari. Thank you so much, and everybody in Las Vegas. my pleasure talking to you, and I hope be around there Zoom. And enjoy also the Formula One guys. You're gonna have an amazing show there. (laughs) Hey,
2: the traffic is a pain right now though because they're building, they're redoing all the streets. So, but hey, the race will be fun. And hey, Raiders Buccaneers Uh, 2024 out there in Tampa. Hopefully, we get to see each other out there.
0: Yes, sir.
2: Yes, sir. And say hello to Mr. Gramatica too.
1: For sure, for sure, for sure. We are almost there. We're launching something about him in the next month. So I'll let you know.
2: Oh, absolutely. When the
1: breaking news go on, i love
2: let you know. Let me know a little bit earlier, so that way I'm in the loop. Thank you, Carlos Bojorquez, all the way from Florida, the voice of the Buccaneers, the voice of Orlando City, the voice of UCF. There you go. You see, you learn Spanish, and you get even more job opportunities, folks. Learn an extra language. Well, it's been a great day here from Raiders headquarters, the JT The Brick Show, and I appreciate you guys for tuning in. want to make... an even better day? Head over to the Golden Monkey Tiki Lounge at Resorts World. It's brand new and it's the ultimate tropical getaway. Enjoy their delicious island-inspired cocktails and soak up the lively atmosphere. My favorite part is that they show love to the locals with this special. Every night from 8 p.m. to midnight, you buy one, you get one free. It doesn't get any better than that. Head out to Resorts World, the newest resort on the Las Vegas Strip. Let's go to a break and we'll wrap up. Today's show after it. Back to the JT The Brick Show with today's guest host, Harry Ruiz. Yeah, for sure. Definitely at this point in my career. Um, with Aiden and Chase. I mean, <clears throat> it's my job to impart the wisdom that I've learned playing this this game and then obviously playing in this offense for an extended period amount of time to, to help those guys out. So, you know, I'm always looking for them to, you know, at them to say, hey, try this or, you know, put your feet this way or whatever it might be. And then <clears throat> when it comes to the meeting room, they both do a great job of asking questions, really good questions. And, um, you know, so definitely part of my responsibility is to help those guys out too brian hoyer raiders quarterback talking about spreading the knowledge with the rest of the quarterback room with the silver and black shout out to our producer bobby always showing that he knows how to keep me happy he puts metallica and he knows that i'm in a positive mood i'm also in a positive move right now because i'm at raiders headquarters the intermountain health Pref- health center once again brand new name harry get it right uh, the Intermountain Health Center here in Henderson, Nevada. And there's a lot of folks out here and there's a lot of movement and people are working hard. There's nothing going on on the field because it's a day off from training camp, but that doesn't mean that the rest of the organization isn't doing their thing. And one of those members of the organization out here today doing a fantastic job is Miles Hayes, the Director of Football Development, overseeing youth football initiatives. And it's a big day today uh, for the Raiders and Palo Verde and the Palo Verde Athletic Program. Uh, Miles, great having you here on the JT Le Brick Show. Tell me a little bit about what went down today.
0: Yeah, th- thanks for having me. Uh, today uh, we went. We took a trip out to the Palo Verde High School. Um, the football team was serving some lunch to their teachers and administrators before the school year starts next week, and uh, we were honored to be a part of that um, and uh, give them some... Support and celebrate them as they start the school year and, uh, able to present a check, uh, to support their athletic, uh, department as well, um, and some weight room initiatives that they have for all the athletes at Palo Verde High School.
2: That's always fantastic, showing support to the schools, to the athletes, to the future of our community. And also, I remember, what was it, Saturday, that you guys had a bunch of high schools out here at training camp and having them uh, just enjoy what it is, what the professional environment looks like, and also the guys that they look up to.
0: Oh, 100%. Uh, Here at the Raiders, we value uh, youth athletics and high school athletics. We know the value that it instills in our youth. Um, as far as teamwork and um, committing and sacrifice and uh, working with others and all those things that they'll use in all walks of life. So being able to open the doors and allow them to see um, some of our guys work in practice and practice and compete at a of level, hopefully they got something they can use on the field, but hopefully they just uh, gave them some inspiration that they can move for the next day and continue to play this great game.
2: Yeah, I'm seeing that there's 42 local high school football teams and community organizations that have attended a recent training camp a session for the Raiders, but there's still more to come this upcoming weekend, right?
0: Yeah, you know, we, we, we have some exciting groups coming in on Sunday. It was a community day with a combination between uh, Football Development Department and the Community Relations and uh, Foundation um, Department uh, welcoming some other community members as well. So we're very excited. Um, to have our groups and open the doors, and I'm uh, looking for a fantastic day.
2: We have Miles Hayes here on the JT The Brick Show today. He's the Director of Football Development with the Silver and Black, and throughout the high school football season, you guys do a lot of important things. What does the Friday Night Showcase mean for these teams?
0: Yeah, so fired up, and in, in, in partnership with Intermountain Health, uh, we it's basically our game of the week platform. Uh, we bring out the Raiderettes and uh, alumni and uh, some giveaways for the student body, engage with them, and really try to put the, the Friday night atmosphere on an a elevated platform, so to speak, um, and honor them. And hopefully it's a memorable night for them while they're competing on the field. And uh, it's a great opportunity for us to connect with the community and, uh, again, at the high schools.
2: Hey, we're in August. That means that high school football season is right around the corner. What, two we're weeks? Two weeks. It's when it kicks off? Yeah,
0: it's here. Yes, 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 sir, August 18th. We will actually be at Shadow Ridge High School, so feel free to come out and support uh, the Shadow Ridge uh, Mustangs, and can't wait to go.
2: Nice. That would definitely be a great game against Legacy. They always put on a great product on the field with great kids. And also, you don't only recognize the players and help the players, but the coaching staffs. They always are great mentors for these guys that are coming up, and for them, you have the Tom Flores High School Coach of the Week, which also supports the athletic programs.
0: 100%, and we know high school coaches can often be not just coaches on the field, but fathers, brothers, uh, just really pillars in the community. So um, we want to be a resource to them as well and and provide support to to them and their coaching staff and all the work that um, entire athletic programs putting together. So uh, Named after our great uh, two-time Super Bowl winning uh, head coach, Tom Flores, um, we go out every week. We honor a coach for their commitment to excellence on and off the field. Uh, we provide $1,000 uh, that hopefully helps them throughout the season and uh, have an opportunity to highlight them here on Raider Nation Radio, uh, on, our, on, our, on our website, and um, yeah, just put their story out there and give them an opportunity to talk about what their, the great things that they're doing with their programs.
2: That's fantastic that the team is focused in the community in such a great way. Miles Hayes, the Director of Football Development, here on the air with us today. And heads up, that uh, Tom Flores High School Coach of the Week Award, it isn't only just for boys' high school football teams. There's also girls' flag flag sorry girls flag football teams out there and their coaches also get recognized by you guys and you guys have them out here on the fields and i see girls flag football growing in a great way in the valley and you guys are a key component of it
0: yes sir and and really not just just the valley Uh, nationwide uh, we're a handful of states that have girls flag football as a high school varsity sport Um, we are just honored to support them and put them on the deserving platform that they are so uh, yes, to answer your question, we, we, we honor their coaches as well. Uh, we, we do the same high school showcase uh, for the flag football season as well. That's going to begin uh, towards the end of November time frame and uh, into February of next year. But really, really excited about that platform. Um, as you mentioned, the game continues to grow. There's opportunities for these young ladies to play football still in college and the junior college level in the NAIA. Uh, level as well. And, you know, hopefully there'll be an Olympic sport here soon that they can represent their country there as well. So just want to give a spotlight to them and, and give them those resources to continue their dreams.
2: And correct me if I'm wrong, but just a couple of months ago, you guys had like a combine out here at uh with yeah. the Southern Nevada High School Girls Flag fo- Football All-Star Game, right?
0: Yes, sir. So it's a, it's one of my favorite events uh, with our uh, a great partner, Allegiant. Um, it's called Inspire. Um, and obviously they inspire us and we want them to, we want to be an inspiration to them and uh, be an inspiration to the young ladies that want to continue to play and are, are looking to play football. So, uh, yes, we, we held a combine where we had college coaches and junior college uh, coaches out uh, evaluating and, and getting to know some of the young ladies here in our city, um, as well as we had an off star game that followed it up honoring some of the, our top talent uh, here, here in uh, Southern Nevada. So it was a great day. Great atmosphere. It's been our third year running the event. Looking forward to year number four and keep growing that program. So definitely one of my favorite days uh, of the year.
2: Absolutely. And I remember a couple of years ago, I covered the Josh Jacobs uh, summer camp for kids. And there was a – I remember her um, – oh, now, of course, I forgot got her name. But there were like two, three players – flag football players, that they were breaking ankles from boys that were Uh cornerbacks. Uh, Marley, shout out to Marley. Marley Spielberg, she was just breaking ankles, and she was one of the MVPs, and now she's one of the coaches whenever the camp happens. And I'm like, hey, that shows you. You give people opportunities, they're going to take advantage of them. And the Raiders, you guys are doing so with uh, giving back to the community. Any other uh, situations, any other uh, big-time events that are happening with the Raiders on your end, Miles? Yeah,
0: I mean, I just want to touch on a really quick. Our Raiders Junior Training Camp uh, is it's going to open really soon. Um, we we do those with elementary and middle schools and other nonprofits throughout the year. Essentially, it's a one-hour camp where we teach the fundamentals of the game um, and hopefully have a fun engagement environment so they continue to play if they um, haven't had any interest in, in playing football or if they want to play football and just are kind of unsure. We just hope that this camp can uh, inspire them to play. Um football and continue to play in football and all the the positive things football and athletics do for us as far as health and um, our mental wellness and our physical wellness. So that will begin uh, here starting when the school year starts. So be on the lookout for those camps. And if you have opportunities uh, in those elementary and middle schools here locally, as well as nonprofits, uh, please get in contact with us at Raiders.com. We would love to come out and support your groups.
2: It's the fourth season for the Raiders playing in Las Vegas, but the impact in the community, it keeps on getting stronger. Miles, I appreciate you coming on the air here today on the JT The Brick Show, man.
0: Yes, sir. Thank you for having us.
2: There he goes. Miles Hayes, Director of Football Development the Raiders, doing a lot of great things in our community. It's not only about getting wins and losses on the field, but also being able to be a great asset for this community that you look at what has happened out here around the headquarters in Henderson. I remember when they started building this place here, there was nothing around it. Now you got apartment complexes, you got buildings, you got it's it's a big way to grow the community. Same thing, you look over at the spot where Allegiant Stadium's at. They're doing amazing stuff around it, and every time you go there, it's bigger and better. We are less than 10 days away from the first preseason game for the Raiders this year. I'm so hyped about it. We will have that game, of course, here on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM and also on Deportes Vegas 1460 AM where I will be on the call. There's still more training camp action going down. I will be here tomorrow at Raiders headquarters at the Intermountain Health Center before heading back to the Lotus Broadcasting Studios to give you a new edition of the JT the Brick Show I will give you my observations of what goes down at camp it's been very interesting I love the competition going down on the field because that only means that the guys are keep getting better and that's what the Raiders need just be better than they were the day before and reach a point where they're ready to compete against other teams. And guess what? That happens next week. Joint practices here in Henderson with the 49ers. Preseason game with the Niners at Allegiant Stadium. And then after that, do the same thing, but in SoCal with the Rams. I'm Harry Ruiz, Raider Nation. Q is coming up next here with Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio. It's always an honor. Once again, shout out to Bobby in the studio. Shout out to the folks out here at Raiders headquarters, Alexandria, and all the great staff. Thank you to Eddie and Marcus for letting me borrow their studio. We'll be back with you tomorrow on 920 AM.